Welcome. Welcome. So poignant. <laughs> Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast. For the week of November 4, 2013. It's episode 100. Oops, 211. Yes. And I am Chris Bevelo. <laughs> I need it. some food. I'm Faden. I'm <laughs> I am president of Interval. We're the healthcare marketing agency that puts on the podcast. With me today in studio are Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Robert Prevo, senior account director at Interval. Sorry, I picked the wrong seat. I shouldn't be in this seat. <laughs> yeah, you're off to the side. You're like in between us. You're I like am. a moderator now. So I just won't look at you when I speak. <laughs> <laughs> so happy Halloween. Yeah, which happened last week. To you week. as well. To you as well. Are you, will your kids be dressing up this year? You mean, did they? Or did they? You were like, got a jump start on Halloween? You no, were knocking I mean, on doors the on the 30th? people listening to this, Halloween's past. Oh, that's true. Well, that's we're, right. well we're talking about It's the about ghost tonight. of Halloween past. Yes, two of my kids signed up. Yes. Jeez, I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> they dressed up. Halloween is one of those things where your Facebook feed is just a stream of you oh, know, kids' costumes, which is actually, I find, pretty entertaining, but it's... It's one of those unique things. I can tell Chris is going to say that annoys the heck out of him. No, it doesn't annoy the heck out of me. It's okay. That's a, that's an appropriate time to use Facebook with your kids. There, there was. Did you guys see the? Um, I was going to try to find it. Maybe I can't. It went around Facebook, and it was a um, a letter that a woman was putting in. in yes. Now, do you think that's real? I think that's BS. No, well, it it's was. No, oh, well, it was on the. It was on the Today Show. Oh, was it? Yeah. They interviewed her. They I know. interviewed the mom. But do you think she uh-huh. did? She was legit when she there's crazy people out there and there are people who think they're doing society a service by telling fat kids they're fat but i think that's a little uh, inappropriate it's not up to you as a participant in halloween to tell kids that they need to change their lifestyle you know it's up to the parents of the children really yeah that that three-hour window that evening is probably not the time to get on your crusade and get that message to those (laughs) (laughs) kidding i i would it would be great if those kids picked out her physical flaws too and like well you've got a mole with a hair growing out of your cheek there lady what's uh what are you gonna do about that wow i'm trying to find it keep talking you're doing great (laughs) here it is here it is all right i still can't believe this is real it's a it's a sheet this woman would give out in lieu of candy right happy halloween and happy holidays neighbor (laughs) you're probably wondering why your child has this note have you ever heard the saying it takes a village to raise a child i'm disappointed in a village of fargo moorhead west fargo your child is, in my opinion, moderately obese. And sh- <laughs> moderately? And should not be consuming sugar and treats to the extent of some children this holiday season. Does she have different letters? Ho- Halloween season. My hope is that you will step up as a parent and ration candy this Halloween and not allow your children to continue these unhealthy eating habits. Thank you. I will Signed, tell- the bitch. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that, but... I'll should. tell you one thing. As far as rationing candy, Max's, my son's, my older son's, Bucket from last Halloween still has candy in it. Right, they self-ration it. Yeah, they do, and we did too. We we're like, well, you're not eating this all tonight, right? You, you know, you're going to get this over the next over over the next 365 days. <laughs> well, it is a health issue. It's important for our nation to come to grips with uh, with childhood obesity. That's true. I'm just not sure neighborly. That's inappropriate. I mean, it's, oh, I'm kidding. Of course, it's I know. Ridiculous. It's absurd. It's not your place to to at least not in this venue. 
It's I just, mean, you can go start a blog and talk about you know society in general. Don't your child notes. is, in my opinion, <laughs> moderately. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that? What is that? I mean, uh, does, she, does she have like a uh, like a, an assortment of five different letters? She's got the, the calipers. She's doing the BMI. BMI testing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, kid. Timmy. Come here, Timmy. This one's only hurt for a second. Your, your child is morbidly obese. Here's your letter. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, there's someone who just is screaming for attention. I mean, you think yes. they're really out there to change the change the world? Change, well, I, I bet she. The I bet of, she thinks she is, but oh, seriously. Yeah. So happy Halloween to those <laughs> poor kids who got that letter. I don't know what I, what would you do as a parent who got if you got that in the bag? I would. I would roll my eyes probably and throw it in the garbage, but I'd be thinking the whole time, do I need to do something about this? I'd say, well, that's, there's a like crazy name. Like, kid's diet or well, what? A, well, a, my, well, no, I mean, like, no, to, <laughs> to address this woman. My kids, are, my kids are pretty skinny, so I mean, I don't, they wouldn't be getting I would, I would have a hard time restraining myself. As would I. Yeah, I would, I would, I'm, you know, I'm sure I wouldn't storm over there, but I'm sure I would, I would say this, this, this cannot stand. Yeah. I mean, especially if your if your kid does have, you know, extra weight, it's probably something that hopefully as a parent, you're it's probably already on your mind to some extent. Maybe oh, they got dude. it genetically, but I mean, even if you're not even if you're not taking action on it, you know, you know, but you know you should eat fast food less. Like the last thing you need is a freaking lecture from your neighbor about, yeah. you know, right. what you're doing wrong. Well, there's probably people like that, but I would say there's just as many or more <clears throat> people that don't know or are head in the sand not wanting to know. And you're not going to change their minds. They're going to be like, who the hell are you? You know, right. I don't know what you think you're accomplishing by even sending that letter. I don't know. People need to shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Okay. Speaking of which. (laughs) I think we got a podcast title. We do. (laughs) Um, Some notes before we dive in. Um, This might be an ornery, an ornery podcast. Um, Sorry. Is that our food already? That'd be nice. Uh, don't forget to check out the Joe public retreat website, JoePublicRetreat.com. Yes. Because we have Joe public retreat number two coming up in Scottsdale. Deuce. February, the deuce, <laughs> February 18th through the 20th. <laughs> Podcast title runner up right there. <laughs> the deuce. February 18th through 20th. This is going to be so much fun and incredible value. Um, we're going to work with you and the others that are attending to, Kick ass in changing dramatically your approach to healthcare marketing. Blow the status quo is what the motto should be. Yes. Drop, dropping a deuce on the status <laughs> quo. <laughs> and, and not only will the content blow you away, but we've got a pretty sweet venue. Yeah. And so in fe- February, Arizona, it, it's some. Uh, it's all coming together. It's a very, Saguaro. very cool venue, and it's literally like two minutes from historic downtown Scottsdale, which is an awesome shopping area and cool bars and restaurants. So it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to see you there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm speaking on, oh, the date always escapes me, even though it's right here, November 13th at 11 a.m. Central in a webinar with Ryan Donahue from NRC called Branding Mythbusters, Why Healthcare Branding is Suffering from Empty Thinking. That is not my title. That was... (laughs) NRC's title, <laughs> but you will learn great things despite the title. Now, in this webinar, are you guys visible? We are not invisible. Oh, okay. We are audible. So I want to say Ryan Donahue is, is he's a good looking gentleman. So if for wow. no other reason, you might want to tune in just for. No, you're just, just going to hear. He also has a good radio voice. He has a good voice too. He did, so you can only he hear did. Ryan. Yeah, 
So he was at uh, he was at the first Joe Public retreat. Speaking of Joe Public, he was he was he made a guest appearance, and we're gonna we're gonna tee up three myths and then knock them out of the park with some to- strategic consumer psychology thinking and then some data. Are you going to confirm the myths or are you going to I don't know. You got to do in to find out. (laughs) Will we support them or will we bust them? Plausible. What a tease. I don't know. Check in. But it's going to be great stuff because we're talking about things that people across the country are dealing with and driving you crazy undoubtedly. So we will help answer those questions. So you can. Well, now, if you're going to follow the the MythBuster trend, I think they went from confirming myths to labeling them as plausible, or maybe that's a third designation. I'm not sure, but you better get your terminology right. Plausible, busting, and confirmed. confirmed. What's confirmed myth? That it is a myth. That, that, make it's, any sense? that it's that it's a that it's true. That it's a oh. it's, it, it is a myth in terms of its confirmed or status, yeah, maybe. Bad. But yeah. All right. Um, don't forget to check out our podcast, which we are posting at a furious clip because we're back to obviously live podcasting mm-hmm. or real time podcasting. What would real, this be called? It's not really live. Regular podcast. I mean, we're live, but nobody can hear us live. No. But right. that is our that is a goal for if not if that was a goal for 2013, I believe. Goal, yeah. Although now I feel now that we've actually done some live streaming through Shishmid, now we're actually armed with uh, the are. knowledge to do some live streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll probably start doing that pretty soon because it's, it's, it's not, uh, as we've learned, not terribly difficult to do. No. In fact, you can check out the product itself oh, as it we continue to post Ooh. our <laughs> live from Shishman podcast. Really, Chris? Tell me more. Well, we have four posted, and I think there's three or four more to go. Yep. And amazing guests, great topics. It was a good time. Yeah. Good time was had by all. And mm-hmm. In the meantime, back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> That's right. Which we will be posting. So uh, don't forget to check those out. And don't forget to check out our content marketing white paper. That's enough for news and notes. We have a couple. We have, oh, wait, we have three topics. We're going to skip. We're going to skip one of them. I'm going to add a new one in there, though. Okay. This will be, we, we used to come up with nice little segments like cliche of the week and, and our favorite ads, which we still do that. I'm going to call this the talker of the day. Today's talker <laughs> is healthcare insurance. Because I will tell you that in the past two weeks, I have had more people bring up their personal health insurance situation from either a business standpoint or personal standpoint than ever in my life combined. It's, <laughs> it's complete anarchy out there. It's anarchy. It is. I mean, people are coming to me like, what the hell? They come to me, I think, because they know I'm in healthcare or because it's a personal situation. Like, I'll share my own. So, three kids covered by insurance. We have a high deductible plan. We've had that sucker for 10 years, right? So, it, it bothered me when we first got it because we were paying like $400 a premium and like a $5,000 deductible. So $400 a month with a $5,000 deductible, right? It's like a dream. Well, yeah, back then. But <laughs> but the first year, we didn't even come close to touching that deductible. So in other words, cost the insurance company nada, and the, and the premium increase was 20%. Hmm. And I said, excuse me, excuse me, over here I've got a question. If this is consumer-driven care and you expect me to moderate my healthcare spending by having this onerous deductible, which I have done, and then you penalize me with a 20% premium increase. How exactly is this consumer-driven? 
blah, 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 blah. By the way, this is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Minnesota. I'm going to call them out. Well, we didn't really, you know, the, the what is it called? It starts with an A. Health insurance lingo. Assholes? No. Oh. Not that lingo. <laughs> Our, um, what are they called? The people that figure out all the numbers behind the accountants. No, there's a word for it. Anyway, we didn't we didn't accurately estimate what this would take as a product, so now we're adjusting it. Fine, whatever. So over the years, I think we've hit that deductible once. There's always increases, but never that much. This year, our premium is about five eighty a month with an eight thousand dollar deductible, which we have not touched. Uh, the renewal rate will be eight eighty a month. Now, I don't have a calculator in front of me, but somebody could quickly tell me what that percentage increase is. That's like about a- 65%. <laughs> and I want to say, again, over here, my hand in the air, why in the world is it going up 65% or whatever the percentage is when we're not costing you anything? Now, if I were of a certain political bent, how would I answer that question? Which bent do you want me to take? Well, you are... You are a fortunate individual, and there are unfortunate. No, what would I blame? What would I blame for this? Huh? What would I blame for this if I was of a certain certain political bent? Obamacare. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Which is what I've had people question me like, "Is this Obamacare?" And I said, "Well, in a way, some of some of what people have been asking me about is just what's been going on for again a decade: consumer-driven healthcare. Companies are using Obamacare in some cases as cover to make mm-hmm. a change right. from." Just like they did with pensions, where it went from um, defined benefit, which was basically you're getting a certain amount of money no matter what, to defined contribution, which is 401k, which puts the onerous on us as individuals. That's been a shift that's been going on for easily a decade. Yeah, And so it's understandable why that shift is going on. Uh, Obamacare may be accelerating it, but some folks may be using that as cover. Um I was being facetious too in my uh, little rant there a second. I, I didn't I, hear you. Well, no, I was just saying, you know, part of the Obamacare plan is that those who are, you know, a little more fortunate, maybe in their societal standing, will their rates will go up at the, you know, to help those who, you know, who can't afford a certain level of health insurance. And now we'll have some rather than none. Um, and I'm, I'm all for that. But that percentage increase that you see right there, <laughs> that seems a little absurd. That's insanity. Yeah. And and what I believe that to be is them basically saying, we don't give a bleep whether you stay with us or not. Right. Go to the exchanges. That's what they're for. Um, I wish they would just come out and say that instead of jacking up our rate 60%. Like, that's a legitimate thing. Um, <clears throat> the, my interpretation of all this is the insurance companies don't have a friggin' clue. Right. How this is all going to turn and out? They're panicking, and, and they're panicking, and they're just jacking up wherever they can mm-hmm. to cover themselves. Yeah, that's that's my interpretation. So you could blame that on Obamacare, I guess, uh, or greedy health insurance companies, which is also fair. Yeah, but it's everywhere. I hear it everywhere. It's interesting. Almost every other day, somebody asks me, "What's this about? Why is this happening? And why are rates going up sixty-five percent?" Have you guys experienced that at all? Have you heard from anybody in the industry or personally who knows you're in healthcare going, what the hell? Uh, well, aside from the stuff that I try to ignore online from within our, my social network of people complaining about <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, that's where I'm hearing the most of it. Certainly having conversations with people like this, you know, about it, but yeah. 
I think it's and it's top of mind for people, obviously, with the whole healthcare.gov fiasco. Oh, people, geez, it's yeah. on the news all the time. And um, it was it was John Stewart last week was showing a CNN clip where they had three kind of younger people, late twenties, thirties, kind of going through it, and they were like, "What's your experience?" And he went to the the first guy, and he's like, oh, "That that seemed seemed." pretty easy they're like passed right over him what's your experience <laughs> the next person like well i'm kind of confused there's a lot of information to sift through like yeah so this it's not easy it's not simple it's it kind of <laughs> hilarious so i haven't actually gone out to the website obviously it's issues have been documented you know i i have used the mn share website just to see what's out there and i will say that that experience feels very incomplete because you'll get to certain points where you need to specify certain things and it tells you that that feature is coming it's like, well, I kind of need to know this now. So the feature should probably be here now because I can't even make a decision based on the information you're presenting to me because you won't let me specify these things. So none of this is yeah. relevant. They had, they had some um, web user uh, experience experts go through and, and what they, I don't remember who they is. So sorry. It was some source time or somebody. And their feedback was that the actual .gov site wasn't bad. Now, I don't think they got into actually trying to buy stuff, mm -hmm. but it, it basically will shoot you out to other sites. And that's where it's like, holy crap. Like they showed the New York site, and it looks like it was built in 1978. <laughs> it is the ugliest looking piece of crap you've ever seen. And you're like, holy cow, that's just terrible. Well, and I think to actually qualify for the the subsidies that you might be able to get, you that's where you have to go out to those your state exchange, yeah. and it, that experience may be total crap. I mean, it's going to certainly vary. Yeah, so. I think the Minsure website there's like a link to click, and maybe this is just really broad general, and you have to go through more steps to figure that out. But it just it gives you a list of household income and tells you whether or not you'll qualify okay. based on that. So it's assuming that's all you need to know. It's pretty easy to figure it out there, but. Yeah, the experience in general is not great. I will say, though, that the Health Partners website, is who, who my wife and I use now, um, isn't bad. I mean, for their in, for if, if you're an individual shopping for plans, it's pretty easy to go through their little process and uh, figure out what, they're, what they have available for you. So props to them for doing a good job, at least on making the information fairly available. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this really has been um, not a pleasant experience. Or I don't think anybody involved. So yeah, and it's kudos. A, yeah, and especially when you, I mean, it, it, it's taken to a whole new level when you literally a. Well, I think when you're a parent, and b. When you actually have some health conditions going on in your family that really, I mean, where, where you really where, that force you down particular paths where you don't you can't just say oh I'll take this one because this is the cheap plan it's got yeah network's okay no it's like no I actually need a very specific. There are right. very specific facilities I have to utilize uh, for whatever reason. And pretty, you know, those things, it's, it's man, your eyes are open to the system in this country. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and not to say that there are other countries that are, you know, doing it better. It's probably a problem everywhere. And, you know, there's a lot of places in the world that, you know, are far worse off than we are. So, sure. well, I did read something just to wrap this up yesterday, and I can't remember where I saw it CNN, Atlantic, or something. That talked about how people with individual plans, which was my situation with my kids, um, that they're basically being flushed out because insurance companies are giving up on the old plans because it was easier to create new ones that meet 
the qualifications for the exchanges than try to change and adopt the existing ones. Mm. Um, which I think again could explain what's happening in my case. Though it, it, they should just say your plan is being discontinued. Right, it, you're being changed into this plan. Right, <laughs> right, right. I mean, it just it just boggles my mind that they even have the cojones right. to send a letter that says your premiums going up. Whatever. I need to find the exact percentage so when I rant, I'm ranting accurately. <laughs> well, but but that that has been a huge PR blunder for. For the government, because that was kind of one of their big selling points, yes. was that if you if you have a plan you like or a, you know a doctor you like, like that's not going to be impacted. Right. I think it was yesterday, the day before, the president actually came out and said, "That's my bad, basically, <laughs> my bad." Um, and it, and it's like that's totally not the case. <laughs> so that is a complete change, <laughs> yes, because it's a whole different plan. So now yeah. people are like, "Whoa, that's that's pretty significant, right?" Yeah. And in most cases, not most cases, in many cases, the plan will actually be better because. They're having to meet certain minimum requirements of coverage, which they didn't before. Right. A lot of people had individual plans and would have got hosed had they stubbed their toe and didn't realize it. But that's still that's a subtlety that's very difficult to communicate, particularly when you came out and said, "Do I complain? You don't. You don't have to change it. Nobody will right. take it away that's from simple. you. That's simple. That's easy to understand. Right. Which is what he said. Nice. All right. So let's move on. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, this is a great segue. I'm skipping number one, going to number two. Right. So if you're in our situation and if you're trying to choose a plan, a huge, so we're t- we've been talking about price, right? Um, but Adam, you, you referred to, okay, well, it's not just about price, right? Never is just about price. It's about quality of the plan. So what's covered? What are the providers, right? So what providers are included in the plan is really important to understand. Most people will start with, is my provider in there, right? Mm-hmm. But you may also want to go, well, who are the best providers? Which providers provide the best quality? So, you know, we've talked about this stuff for years. I've spoken on it. Uh, it's, it's the Wild West out there. How in the world is a consumer, you know, because you hear a lot of people say, if consumers just were educated, they would make the right decision and it would drop costs in our system. Well, you we're talking about something that I'm convinced that consumers will never be educated enough on because it's so complex, right? So let's let's talk about how do you figure out which hospital or health system or doctor has the best quality, right? And I think this this story we're going to talk about demonstrates why that's almost an impossibility, right? So this story is called it's from Becker's. Becker's Healthcare online. And it says RWJF, which is the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, has launched a tool comparing healthcare quality. It's called a national directory. The Robert Wood Johnson Foundation has launched a tool comparing healthcare quality, a national directory, allowing consumers to peruse reports and information on hospitals throughout a centralized database. Okay, we're going to pick this apart, unfortunately, <laughs> right? The purpose in creating the tool is to allow the public to have easy access to reliable information on quality of care in their communities according to the news release. So let's check out this tool, which sounds like manna from heaven. If I'm the (laughs) consumer who wants to, right, and I'm I'm being a little facetious here, but so you go there, and it turns out there are 208 total reports that you can choose from, 26 national reports, and the rest are state-based, right? So there's 26 reports you can pick on, or you can enter your 
region. Well, I live in Minnesota, so I'm going to type in Minnesota, and up comes the nine reports that are specific to Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. So what this has done for me is what we described is it took the first step down the path to help you, me as a consumer, find out which hospitals and systems have the best quality, right? Because now I have in front of me nine reports that relate to Minnesota healthcare organizations. Am I in great shape, Adam? Uh, You might think you are. (laughs) (laughs) But what's the problem? Well, this is nothing more than a database of, of, of I, mean, I don't even know if database is the, as a fair term. This is a, it's a right. list of Aggregator. links. It's, ag- yeah. it's, ag- it's an aggregation resource that collects links to these reports that all live on the organizational's website. So as I mentioned earlier, Health Partners is who I use for insurance. So Health Partners is the first in the list. I click that. It le- I leave the website. I'm taken to healthpartners.com to a very sparse page with a chunk of text that has a link in it for me to click, which then opens up a PDF that has how many pages? I don't know. I'm trying to scroll through them all. I'm at 50 right now. I'm still going. I'm at 70. I'm still going. I'm at 90. <laughs> I'm at 110. Like an auctioneer. Hold hey, on, 120. This PDF is 134 pages long. So this thing sent me to a website, healthpartners.com, which took me to a 134-page PDF in which I'm supposed to go through now and make all these, assess the quality on my own based on a whole shitload of bar graphs and pie charts and just numbers. And I'm sure that if I wanted to and really needed to, I could go through and make sense of this all. But this resource from uh, Becker's is set up to be, or what is this from? It's from Robert from, Wood from, from Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Um, it's set up to be a resource, I mean, the article that set it up made it sound like it was a resource that pulled this data all together and allowed me to like literally compare. Like, I, I'm, I was led to believe that I would come to this website and be able to compare data from hospitals right, right here. Like I defined, you know, three, four or five hospitals, whatever it might be, and compare them right here. But that's not the case. It's far from the case here. This is... Well, I, I, will, I will give you my experience, right? So you just went to your place. I went to my place. So right below yours... <laughs> Is my health insurer, or our company's health insurer, Medica. And they're listed as the Medica Clinical Quality Results. So I want to view the report. When I click on that, it takes me to the Medica page that basically says, Welcome members. To access information specific to your plan, please complete the form below. So I have to basically enter my plan information. I didn't know I needed to have a plan. I happen to have one. Right. But if I'm coming to this site, I'm expecting to see Medica's clinical quality results, not (laughs) something that I have to go through some kind of portal of my plan information. So maybe you were misled because it said this, Adam. Measuring and publicly reporting on the care doctors and hospitals provide are crucial. Wait a second. That's a typo. That can't be. (laughs) Measuring and publicly reporting on the care doctors and hospitals provide are crucial. Is crucial. Is crucial. Care, yep, yep. Says are crucial to improving quality and lowering the cost of healthcare nationwide. This interactive directory <laughs> of 208 <laughs> national, state, and local public reports is intended to help patients find reliable information on the care in their communities. If by interactive yes. you right. mean... I mean, I, I, guess can, it is, can, I guess it does take interaction to click a link. Click a, right. <laughs> you can see it. So, yes, this truly is interactive. Well, then, so I went to the Minnesota Department of Health Quality Report, and it literally plunks you down in the middle of a page on their website that starts out Region 1, Northwest and West Central, and you've got a list of PDFs based on what region you're in, and it's just a bunch of links. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start here. So 
so I guess our our um, assessment of this is is a D on a grading scale, yeah. and that's because it's helpful in that at least now I can see the options that are in front of me as opposed to a Google search, which would be harder. But you know, Robert Wood Johnson Foundation has a pretty strong brand. Um, put you know, give me some give me some assessment of these reports. There's only 208. Put a little time into it from only, your healthcare expertise. They only have 150 pages for PDF. And say, the health partner's report is very helpful. However, blah, 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 blah. You know, add some expertise to it. Otherwise, it literally is just a phone book. Yeah. And it's not helpful really at all because, you know, even further, and this is the problem. This is why I don't think consumers will ever get there. How am I supposed to know which of these reports is good? They all measure different things in different ways. Some overlap, lots of overlap. Mm-hmm. But what do I? How do I know what's important? Right. You know how health grades measure something is that different than the Minnesota Department of Health or the Minnesota Hospital Association or Minnesota Community Measurement or Medica or all the other ones that are? I mean, right. How the hell am I supposed to sort through that? And know what is quality? <laughs> right. What is good quality? You know, and this doesn't help me one iota in that regard. Right. I always chuckle too when I see how these are listed in detail. So if you're a consumer and you're coming to this site, it gives you a report title and it just says health partners. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, okay. What right. is that? <laughs> <laughs> it measures and they have like and a it, column that says measures and the options are physician or hospital. <laughs> well, okay. I guess that's a little, it's, it's kind of like we've, we've launched this new service where we're going to help you find the perfect shirt. And what they do is they drive to the mall and they say, there you go. <laughs> Good luck to you. You're at the mall. You can find the perfect shirt in there somewhere. Or just, just, just link, walk around. Or here. just give you links to Macy's and, yeah. you know, whatever. All right. <laughs> we need food. How long has our food been there, Jackie? No, seriously. Did it just come or was that that phone call earlier? All right. We're going to wrap up this podcast right now. <laughs> seriously, we're going to wrap it up because we're, we're ornery. It's thirty minutes too, so it is at thirty minutes. That's a good place to wrap it up. We're gonna we're gonna go eat. <laughs> Perfect. Hopefully, you're enjoying your meals wherever you're at. <laughs> so, for the arrogant healthcare marketing bastards podcast, this is a starving Chris Bevelo, Adam Meyer, and Robert Prevo. Talk to you next time.